Thank you. Stu what? Sunflower, tulip, gerbert. <laughs> I'm not preaching on that tonight. Wow. Okay. Boradar, Eglois Gateway. Good morning, Gateway Church. And good morning to anyone who is watching online or live streaming. Can I just get rid of that, Stu? Because it's... Thank you. I can't believe it's March already. It's March the 15th. It's incredible, isn't it, how quickly time is going by. I want to speak today. I want to uh, talk about the kingdom. Um, Every time now, you know, we're plugging the kingdom this year. Every time I see the word kingdom in the Bible, my heart just goes faster. I read it this morning. I said, yeah, kingdom. We sang that last, one of those last songs, wasn't it, about Lord, your kingdom come. And I'm getting so excited about it. I want to talk today, and I'm calling the talk, Kingdom Serving. And we're going to be looking at um, John chapter 13, uh, a well-known passage where Jesus washes the disciples' feet. And it's interesting to note that John is the only disciple who records this. And I think it's a very powerful and significant passage for us. Okay, let me get my notes in order. It was the night before Jesus' execution. He knew that within 12 hours or so, he was going to be crucified. He knew that he was going to die. So he's with his disciples, the guys that he's hung out with, that he's chilled with, that he's been teaching for the last three years. And... He's going to leave them. And the, the chapters in John from 13 onwards are all about Jesus' last words to them. There were going to be no more miracles. No more miracles. It was the night before his execution and he was having supper with his disciples. I'm going to read a few verses. Oh, while I'm doing that, I need a, a volunteer, a victim, Mihail, how wonderful of you. Let's welcome Mihail up, guys. Hey, he's our new staff member. Wow. <laughs> God, not many of us can say, well, I'm not. How many of us are on the staff of Gateway? Wow, congratulations, Mihail. And I'm just going to read a few verses from John chapter 13. Just four verses. Before the feast of the Passover, when Jesus knew that his hour had come, that he was going to depart from this world to the Father. (laughs) Oh, he knew where he was going. Having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them. To the end. That is, I'll come back to that later. He loved those disciples to the end. And supper being ended, the devil already put into the heart of Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, to betray him. Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things into his hands and that he had come from God and was going to God, rose from supper, laid aside his garments took a towel, 
and girded himself. I imagine it went something like this. We're just, instead of reading it, we're going to do it. Yeah, wow. So, Mihail, have a seat. Okay, are you all right about this? Yeah. He didn't have much choice, really, did he? So, Jesus took off his garments. It says he laid aside his outer garments. <laughs> just, sorry. Just getting carried away. It says, this will be the last time I'm invited. He, he, he put a, that's my plan. He put a towel around himself, right? And he bent down. Do you like ice cold water, Mihail? You don't mind? Oh, he's so gracious, isn't he? Come on. I don't think they had a plastic bowl then. And he washed the disciples' feet one by one. By one. He did 24 feet. So... Do you want to come up a bit so people can see you, Mihail? Okay. Oh, we've got nice shoes. Are they Romanian? No. <laughs> not Romanian. Gosh, they do Romanian knots, don't they? <laughs> this is going to be scriptural, don't worry. Oh, nice socks. Oh, let me do it. Oh, Mihail. Oh, Mihail. Boy, look at those feet. Can you? I don't know if you can see it on the camera. A picture. Of... Oh. <laughs> oh dear me! I chose the right person, didn't I? Yes. I'm joking. And then he washed. He hasn't shaved his legs for a bit. He washed. His disciples, you're not, you're right. And he washed his disciples' feet. I'll, t- I'll tell you why he did that in a minute. Oh, I could do this for ages. I'm loving it. My heart. Okay, and then he dried them. Jesus did. It should have been the other way around. They should have been washing his feet, but he, the Lord of the universe, bent down humbled himself and washed. Is that nice? (laughs) Okay, good, okay. Right, let's give a big hand to Mihail. Okay. Thank you, Mihail. Thank you, Mihail. Yeah, thank you. Oh, gosh. i got a flush now. Dear me. Oh. When I've, I've been out to the Far East, to Malaysia and Borneo, Thailand, uh, three times, uh, and when you go and stay with somebody over there, 
you know, you just walk into their house or something and they go, can't do that. You've got to take your shoes off. My best man in Kuala Lumpur, sorry, I like the order, is that central? Um, he liked, you know, he had flip-flops outside his house that you put on as you go, go there. But I've never oh, had anyone wash my feet. I've had, I've been, had my wife dress me when I had a bad back and I wanted to die after a week. But I've had, never had anyone wash my seat, feet. And in Bible times, it was a tradition. If you look in, even in the book of Genesis, you read several times that whenever you went to someone's house, a servant would wash your feet. The master of the house wouldn't do it. It would be the servant. And these disciples, they'd walk from one side of Jerusalem to the other. I mean, the roads weren't like what they are now. They probably had camel dung, donkey dung, human waste. They'd probably walk through filth. And they come for the Last Supper with Jesus. And he washed his feet one by one. Oh, just a word is Mihail. Just a word of advice. That nail varnish, that red, is so not your colour, Mihail. Okay. You know, the disciples were gobsmacked. I bet they were astounded. They'd seen Jesus perform miracles. They called him master. They knew from the culture of that time that he shouldn't have been doing it to them. They should have been doing it to him. It was the job of the lowest servant in the household to do this job. The lowest of the lows job. The son of God, the creator of heaven and earth. Imagine if the queen, I mean the royal family are very much in the Jews, aren't they? Or have been, I think they've been replaced now. Imagine the queen inviting you up to Balmoral in the summer for a shooting party. And you go out on the moors, the Scottish moors, and you come in, and your feet feet are filthy or something, and she comes to you. Imagine the queen coming to you and washing your feet. I mean, what would you do? What would you say? You'd just be so totally blown away. What does it tell us? The kingdom ways are not the world's ways. The ways of the kingdom are not our ways. And that's what we're learning this year. Okay. I'm going to make four points in a minute. Before I do, imagine that you wake up one morning and you see this on your bedroom wall. You are going to die tomorrow. I mean, there's not much wall in my bedroom, our bedroom. It's window and wardrobe, thankfully. But imagine that you saw this. You are going to die tomorrow. You think, oh, can't be right, can't be right. And then it gets even worse. Something else comes up. P.S. See you soon. Love from God. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, three kisses. How would you react? What would be going through your head? I mean, for many of us, probably the first thing we do is we post it onto Facebook. I wouldn't mean we get out the phone and put it on Facebook. And uh, what if you had some likes? (laughs) 
I mean, a lot of people, I gather, get their knickers in a twist because you didn't like this, you didn't like that. But what if you like this? And it gets even worse. What if the pastor writes on there a comment, answered prayer? <laughs> oh, dear me. I know what I would do. I'd buy a large box of tissues. I'd uh, dig out the funeral plan. I've often thought about doing the funeral plan, but I haven't actually written it. I'd remind uh, my wife where my will is, or our will is. Oh, I'd tell Belinda how to, I'd remind her how to do online banking. I'd remind her of the password. I'd remind her which colored bin bag goes out every day. I'd remind her to check the car tire pressures. All these things would be going through my head. Um, I might even ring the kids and tell them if I had time that, by the way, I'm going tomorrow. But point I'm making is my focus would be on me, 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 and my needs. I would be totally focused. I mean, it'd be on the, the prayer chain. It would be on the life group apps. Pray for me, I'm going to die tomorrow. But Jesus was so different. So the first point I want to make is that kingdom life is not about me. It's about serving others. Kingdom serving, which is what I'm talking about today. It's about serving others and not myself. Jesus was exactly in this position. As I said, he was going to die the most brutal death. He was going to be betrayed. They were all going to leave him shortly and run away. One was going to deny him. And here he is, loving them to the very end. Right to the very end, his focus wasn't on himself. because It was on his disciples, these 12 guys that he had hung out with. Isn't that kingdom serving at its best? He loved them, it says in verse 1. He loved them to the end. You know, there was a time in my life, perhaps you can identify with this in your lives, when my focus was on me. Me, my needs, my hurts, my weaknesses. When I was living off my emotions, I had the wrong perspective. My focus was me, me, me entirely. What can I, you know, Lord, how can you bless me? How can the church bless me? Nobody loves me. Nobody understands what I'm going through. I don't know if anyone identifies that. Nobody understands my depression. Nobody understands my sleeplessness. You know, I just want to say, there's always going to be something that's hard for you to deal with. Wherever you are in your Christian life, however you've been, however long you've been on the road, um, there's always going to be something. And I just want to say, you can't stay there. If you stay there, you're going to get stuck. Um, I'm talking from personal experience, all right? Because Jesus said, I must preach the kingdom of God. You read it in the Gospels, you know, he, horrible things were happening, the Pharisees were being foul, but he says, I must go on, I must preach the kingdom of God. That was his mission, to preach the kingdom of God, to bring life to other people. Kingdom servers. Oh Lord, I want to be a kingdom server. Put the kingdom first. It takes the focus off yourself, doesn't it? Um, how am I doing? Oh, no, I can't say that. Okay, it takes the focus off yourself. I was listening to the radio, was it last year or something? And it, it was, perhaps it was that thing on Radio 4, Woman's Hour or something, you know. Well, while I was decorating, of course, or something like that. I love Radio 4. And they were asking some people how they treat 
with depression. And I asked this one mother, I think, well, how, you know, you've got three kids, they're all in nappies, blah, blah, blah. Don't you get depressed? And you know what she said? No, I don't have time to get depressed because her focus is on the children. I thought, wow, yeah. So kingdom serving is about serving others and not myself. I've been slow to learn that, but I'm getting there, I hope. Praise God. But the second point I want to make from this passage is that kingdom serving is for everyone. Kingdom serving is for everyone. In verse 14 and 15, Jesus says in that passage in John 13, if I then, if I have washed your feet, you ought also to wash one another's feet. He goes on, do you know what he says? For I have given you an example. What we did there was an example that what I have done to you, I've given you an example that you should do as I have done to you. He wasn't just talking to the 12 disciples, was he? He was talking to all of us. If I then, your Lord and Master, have washed your feet, you ought to wash one another's feet. For I have given you an example. You know, um, in the last couple of years, you know, some people, we get visitors in church, they come, and you get a nose. You know what I mean? When you get to my age, you get a nose for people sometimes. And sometimes people say, oh, and what do you do in the church, Hayden? You know, what do you do? Um, I'm a bit naughty. So I could say, well, I've got this position. I do this, I do this, I do this, etc., etc." But you know what I've last two years, 12 months, I've been saying, oh, I just try to serve wherever I can. And sometimes, I'm not kidding, it happened not too long ago, you can see the look of horror on people's faces, the disdain. You know, what? Uh, I just try to serve where I As if they're saying, oh, well, that's for the little people. You know, We've got a different agenda. Well, I'm proud to be a little person. Are you proud to be little persons and serving in the kingdom of God? These guys, yeah, if these guys were going to change the world, if it was good enough for them, it's good enough for me. Count me in, Lord. God is not looking for people with agendas. I could go on about this. Uh, they come and go. Um, they're full of self-importance. They often flip from church to church and they can't take teaching. I'm sure that we don't get that here. But, you know, God is just looking for people who want to serve. Amen. I'll tell you a story. I just want to make the point now. You've got to serve with the right attitude. How many times have I done things in the church, cleared up, and stuff, and uh, I mean, I've been saved, I know you won't believe I've been that old, but I've been saved over 40 years, so there's a night shelter that's been running, not many of you would know of it, not very far from here, and last year, I was on duty, and a guy came in one night, and I didn't realize he'd come in because I'd slept through his arrival, but others let him in, and unbeknown to us, he'd had 
a lot to drink. I mean, capital letters, L-O-T. So in the morning, um, somebody comes out from the dormitory area and says, oh, so-and-so's had an accident on the lilo. Do you know what lilo is, you young people? Earbed. Oh, Stuart, where have you been? Lilo. Who knows what lilo means? Oh, yes, Stuart, you've got to and, and I thought, hmm, shall I go in and have a look? And my mind was telling me, hey, babes, if you go in, you might have to clear it up. And I did not want to clear it up. So I went in. When all the, so hopefully nobody noticed I went in. And I'm not kidding. The guy must have been a walk in Niagara Falls. Seriously. I'm serious now. Um, how we got off up from there without dialing 999 and calling for a lifeboat, I just do <laughs> not know. But I was in a dilemma, wasn't I? What do I do? And to use a word that's um, found in 1 Kings five times, so I said, Lord, I haven't signed up to clean up other people's piss. You know, that's a biblical word, seriously. I haven't signed up to clean up other people's piss. And you know what God says? Well, I had to clean up yours, so shut your mouth and get on with it. Yeah, shut your mouth and get on with it. So I did. And can I just say, there were other people on duty in the shelter last year I couldn't name them, who had to clean up worse than that. So I'm not blowing my own trumpet. They really had to clean up worse than that. I learned a lesson. I got to serve with the right attitude. I mean, when you think what Jesus did for us, he's cleaned us up. He's done much worse than that. I'll come back to that later. He went to the cross for us. Yeah, so... How are we doing? Oh, well, my dear. Okay, kingdom serving is, not a, is about serving others and not myself. Kingdom serving is for everyone. Isn't it exciting? None of us are excluded. And this third point, kingdom servers, thanks, Victoria, see the potential in others. This is what I call vase culture. One thing Chris and Lyra have taught us, isn't it? Oh, I do love them. You see the potential of others. They never write me off. They never write you off. They see the potential, and they're with, with us to the end. I mean, what did Jesus see in front of him? He, thought he saw 24 stinky, dirty feet. And it struck me this morning. I wonder if anyone else, if anyone washed his feet. Do you think he had dirty feet at the end? 24 stinky, dirty feet. 12, well, yeah, no one had lost a leg, I hope. Think. 12 proud hearts. They were proud. He was probably, well, if I'd been there, they were really a bunch of losers. I mean, one of them was a traitor, Judas. In that, those few verses I read, it, it said the devil had entered Judas's heart and he was going to betray him. 
He washed his feet, the traitor's feet. Ooh. Peter was going to deny him, remember, before the cock crows thrice, you will deny me twice. He was going to deny that he ever knew Jesus. He washed his feet. It says in Mark 14, verse 15, they, they all forsook him and left him. The other bunch of ten, do you know what they were? They were a bunch of cowards. He had a traitor, a denier, and ten cowards, and he washed their feet because he saw their potential. I mean, they even had delusions of grandeur. They were at one point fighting about who should be the greatest. They were shortly going to let him down big time. How would you have reacted? <laughs> you know, I would have called down 12 red-hot pokers and commanded them to go where the sun don't shine. I would have wanted payback big time. Oh, do you ever feel like that sometimes? I want payback. I do. But even then, he focused, or he saw the big picture. He focused on their potential and not their weaknesses. Kingdom ways are not our ways. Are they, church? Kingdom ways are not our ways. And I just want to say, uh, you don't have to be perfect to serve. Perhaps some of you are thinking, oh, well, I could never do what you do. I could never be that. I'm a bit like that. Sometimes I get negative when I look at all you fantastic people. And I do think sometimes, I wish I was more like them. You don't have to be perfect to serve. The pastor isn't perfect. The elders aren't perfect. Your life group leaders aren't perfect. None of us are perfect. And those are just the kind of people that God, that Jesus wants in his kingdom. Amen. And point four, it won't be long now, I'm being good today. Um, kingdom servers love like Jesus. I think his heart must have been breaking as he washed their feet. I mean, what was going through his mind? He'd been with them three years. And right at the end of the three years, they were all just going to disappear and go back to their jobs. He treated them all the same. You know, love shows no partiality. It's so easy, isn't it? I have found that it's easy just to love those people that we get on with or to love those people that we like and try and avoid some of the people that we don't like uh, and things like that. Or perhaps some of the people that have hurt us or perhaps we've hurt. Um, it's just so easy to love those people that love us. We get offended. We cause offense from time to time, perhaps not aware of it. We react badly. Now, if Stuart were to come up to me and tap me on the shoulder and say, Hayden... Um, would you consider helping in this area of the church? I've got a choice. I can either tell him where to go or I can just take it on board and think about it. You know, the way we react is so important. So easy to love those who love us, but the ones who wind us up, not there is anyone here who would wind me up. 
All right, Stu? Okay. <laughs> the ones who irritate us. I mean, I probably irritate people. The ones who hurt us. The ones who abuse us. I was spiritually abused in Manchester, looking back now, and manipulated. Perhaps we need to forgive. It was it Don Francisco who said years ago, what, we had an LP. Anyone know, do you know what an LP is, Stuart? <laughs> you know, those long playing records, and they would go at a different speed. I, I had one by Don Francisco. Some of you will have heard of him. And uh, one, one of his songs was, Love is not a feeling. It's a... Can't hear you. Act of the will. Act of the will. Thank you. Love is not a feeling. It's an act of the will. Gosh, how many relationships, how many marriages would have survived if we just take this on board? Love is not a feeling. It's an act of the will. Kingdom servers, just love. I know it's a journey. <laughs> it's a process. I haven't done very well on it. But kingdom servers love and show no partiality. Right. How is this possible, guys? How? And girls, sorry, I mustn't say guys, I'll get told off. How is it possible, folks, church? Well, for me, I find the answer is to stay connected that way. John 15, verse 4 says, Abide in me. It's not. Perhaps it's an old-fashioned word, some of you, remain. But that doesn't really capture it. Abide in me. Keep the channels open to heaven. As the branch cannot bear fruit unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I can't, but he can. I've learned I can't live off meetings, much as I love them. I can't live off events. I can't live off activities. I've got to keep that relationship heavenward fresh. And then the relationship that way is much easier, isn't it? Yeah. So stay connected. There's not time to go into it now, but I would just say fruit comes, but it's got to have the right condition. So don't neglect um, to read the word. Don't neglect to pray. Don't neglect to do. Don't neglect to, what you've got to do. Don't neglect to take time out. Fruit will come given the right conditions. Stay connected. So, oh, very good, 29.39. Conclusion. Do you want to be great in the kingdom of God? Anyone who wants to be great in the kingdom of God? I do. I want to be great in the kingdom of God. Look what Jesus says here. Whoever wants to become greater than you. I mean, I want to achieve things for God. I haven't got that long left, have I? You know? Um, calm down, Alex. <laughs> Answer to prayer, he's thinking. <laughs> Whoever wants to become great among you must, must be your servant. Whoever wants to be first must be your slave. Just, look at the example, just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve, 
and to give his life a ransom for many. What a lesson for us all. What a lesson for us all. Jesus came to serve. I mean, when he washed the disciples' feet, wasn't that the ultimate act of service? Well, there was one to come before he went to the cross where he took all our sin, all our shame, all our filthy rags upon him so that we could be set free. Whoever desires to be so among you, let him become your servant or slave. That's what Jesus did. One of the greatest guys in the Bible was Moses, wasn't he? And David. You know, Moses was the one who led the children of Israel out of Egypt. They crossed the, the, the Red Sea, Dead Sea, Red, Red Sea. And, um, you know, I, I, he, he could have been described as this great man of God, etc., etc. But you know how he's described in the Bible? God describes him as Moses, the servant of the Lord. David. The great David in the Old Testament. My servant. Didn't describe them as mighty warriors. They were described as servants. Jesus was a servant. Do we get the drift? I think it was Chris Vaz who said something. Well, he says lots of things, doesn't he? <laughs> the measure of our growth it's not by how many Bible verses I know. They're good. Or my understanding of end time theology. It's good. Or how many services I attend. It's good. Etc., etc., etc. The measure of my growth is measured by my capacity to serve. Remember him saying that. The measure of my growth. Is measured by my capacity to serve. Oh gosh, that's going off the stage. Okay. Hmm. Next slide, please. That's how the Son of God served us. He went to the cross. Philippians two verse seven. Again, it comes through. He humbled himself. He made himself of no reputation. Didn't care what people thought. He took the form of a servant and became obedient even to the point of death, even to the death of the cross. What an example. Just pray that the uh, Holy Spirit will just speak to your hearts now. Mm. serving is not so much about what we do it's about who we are you know as we hear from some of the leaders in church it's about character you know you can know all the right words etc etc but it's about character it's about who you are well, I'm going to finish very shortly perhaps the band would like to come up Right. Perhaps you could have the next slide up, please. I want to ask you a question. Will you let him wash your feet? Will you let him wash 
your feet. And I'm not talking just like I did to Mihail about washing your feet, but just refresh you this morning. Let him do something in your heart. Um, what do you need from God? Do you need a touch, a refreshing? I know we're not many here today, but I'm going to do this anyway. just want to speak to two groups of people here. We've been talking about kingdom serving, haven't we? Well, it's not rocket science, is it? You've got to be in the kingdom to serve, haven't you? So I'm going to ask if there is anyone here that perhaps you've seen afresh for the first time today that how much God loves you, how, you know, what Jesus did through washing the disciples' feet. Because it's so easy to have the wrong image about God. Oh, you know, he's just the spoil sport. He's going to stop my fun. Etc. Uh, Etc. Et he's, he's he's not a good father. Hopefully, something has come through this morning um, that has touched your heart. He loves you. He took all your sin and shame, the excrement of your past life. He suffered the ultimate degradation for you and for me. You may think you're a loser. But, you know, God can make you the person you were meant to be. He's a, we've got a good God, and he loves you. You can exchange your past life for an abundant life. Is he speaking to you this morning? So if you don't know him this morning, I'm going to ask you to come forward, and our ministry team will pray for you. If you want to give your life to God, if you've never done it in the past, if you want to just surrender to him. I'm going to ask you to come forward now as the band play. Okay, thank you. Don't listen to the negative voices. Don't listen to them. Hallelujah. So if there is anyone here, or even if you're listening online, just speak to someone if you need to speak to someone. God loves you so much. He's got a place for you in his kingdom. Come into his kingdom. And secondly, I want to speak to some of us now who started the journey and perhaps you got a big bit stuck and yet serving perhaps hasn't been your priority. You know, saying, Lord, I want to make a decision. I want to make a commitment to becoming a kingdom server. First and foremost, that's what I want to do. You know, the disciples had to take off their shoes, or Jesus, they had to take something off to have their feet washed. Do you need to take something off this morning? Do you need to humble yourself and make a, some decision, perhaps just to reassess your priorities? Perhaps you recognize you've been serving yourself for too long, and you want to put your needs to the side and put the kingdom of God first so again if you're in that group and you want prayer this morning come to the front and we will pray for you right now Amen don't be frightened if God is speaking to you and you want to be refreshed perhaps you need healing this morning 
feel God is sure just to touch your life. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you. We thank you, Lord, for the opportunity of serving in your kingdom. Thank you that you paid the ultimate price for us this morning. That you laid your life down for us. You washed our feet. feet. You took away our filth. You took away our stain. We thank you, Lord. Lord, and our heart response is just to serve you this morning. Lord, help me to serve better. Help me to serve more and more, I pray. In Jesus' name. Amen.